0: Hi guys! This is the first podcast of the Pop-Up Podcast and you guys are probably like, what the heck am I watching? Well, let me tell you. The Pop-Up Podcast is hosted by the lovely co-founders of Pop-Up Commons and today we have me, which my name is Miranda Taylor. If you don't know who I am, that's okay. Um, I don't know who I am sometimes too and the beautiful Rosa Kennedy over here. We are your two hosts. I will let Rosa introduce herself.
1: Hi everybody, it's Rosa here. You know me from just different places, but lately I am one of your co-owners of Pop-Up Commons at Magical Place that it's local for everybody's dreams to come true.
0: And something I will say is I am so happy to be in partnership with Rosa. And since this is our first one, before we introduce our amazing, spectacular, fantabulous boss babe that's coming on this show, um, I want to tell you a little bit about our story and how we got started in entrepreneurship and why entrepreneurship matters to us. So, um, Rosa was my very first friend in Omaha, um, And I might get teary-eyed because this story is hard to tell sometimes. And uh, we met at a pajama party where I had to bring a sassy gift. And my gift got, like, passed around to, like, everyone. And, like, nobody stayed behind to help clean up. And I'm from the Midwest. So, um, in, like, the deep Midwest, you know so like you you stay behind and you clean up so I was like one of the last people and Rose and I had some really good conversations and then mom prom happened we went to mom prom together and we just kinda became friends and then like two weeks later I find out that this first friend that I finally felt like I made in Omaha had cancer and it was terrifying and scary because it's already hard for me to make friends because I'm such a weirdo that I felt like I was losing my whole life Um, and I know that that sounds weird with one person who like barely talked to you um, but our friendship was so important to me because like I said I didn't have any friends and she was that first thing ever so found out she had cancer she texted me because she loved my flat iron Um, that I didn't even really know how to use, and she asked me to come do her hair. Well, I am not a hairdresser, okay? Y'all, don't ask me to do that shit, okay? Um, I am not a hairdresser, and I said okay, and I also picked up some makeup, because I am good at putting on makeup for her, and, um, I went to the hospital while she was doing chemo, and, um, it was her first round, and I did her all up. I made her all pretty, um. I had put on some wild colors that she's like, I would never wear this ever before. And that's what started our friendship. And I'm going to let Rosa take it from there to finish the story. I know. It's
1: all about the turning points in life. And right now, just even thinking back at the memories, we really didn't get to know each other until we were deep into, like, uh, you have a friend that's there. uh for whatever life throws at you. And I remember at the time of my diagnosis that I wasn't really sharing with a lot of my circles. And it was, as you know me, I'm a very social person, but I wasn't posting yet because it was very real and it was very scary. And Miranda was one of those people that even though she wasn't yet in those circles, I knew she was gonna be there for the long run. And, yes, this stories get a little very emotional when we share, but there's so many happy memories from it, and that was the bond. I think you know, if you can think of things that the turning points bring, yeah, yeah cancer brought me closer to a friendship that I would have never really had if it wasn't for the support that this girl just brought into my life and my family's life. And now we're here doing life together like we intended to do life together, but also as business owners, which was uh, not even in the plans when we were in this roller coaster of crazy things and life happening to us or um, for us. So here we are.
0: Yeah, and we literally met, like, right over at Zen Coffee, which was like a hop, skip, and a jump away. And Rose is like, I need, I, I, want, I want something different. And I'm like, okay, I thought you were going to go into real estate with me, but that didn't happen. And that's okay, because, like, life is full of turning points. And then we had another meeting at Zen, and she's like, can I show you something? And at the time, I was looking for um, an office because I have two toddlers at home and uh, being a business owner with two toddlers and doing business out of your house. I'm also a single mom, so like doing all of that at once, no me gusta, um, <laughs> and I, she showed me the space, and I said, all right, you wanna do this? Let's do this. Like, I'll take your vision, I'll take my vision, and we'll create this vision, and we'll see how it goes together, and we'll make it happen, and then one thing led to another, led to another. We took a dream and we put it into action. Um, When I tell you we have crazy stories throughout this podcast, I hope some of that comes out. Um, We have crazy stories, but less about us because we are not in the spotlight tonight at all. Um, The person in the spotlight is probably one of the kindest people I have ever met in my life, and the first time I ever met her, she brought me so much joy. that I can't even, I can't even fathom how awesome it has been to have her in my life and again, it's one of those people that you can go to during any time of trouble because of how awesome she is. She's somebody that I will go to when I have business struggles because I know that she's been there and she is truly the chaos to boss babe. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to Lynette
2: Sarentino. Thank you, thank you, thank you! I'm so excited to be here. I didn't know all of that story really? between you two and how it got started. So I'm really appreciate you sharing that. That was. I, I remember you posting on Facebook about Rosa, but I didn't. I'm, I didn't know, you know, through that, how, how the whole connection came and how it all. got We started. were not friends.
1: Friends before cancer yeah. happened. Yeah, we That's probably had like just a couple times that we did things together. And the reality of, like, her showing up to a pajama party where she didn't know anybody and for me to open up my house to, like, about 20 strangers with 20 people I
0: knew. And I said, okay,
1: let's do it. Let's
2: just... So cool. Yeah.
1: Support each other.
0: And at that point in my t- in my life, like, I was so isolated. So, like, I literally did not have friends. Um, like, my friend was my husband. And mm-hmm. even then, sometimes I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so, it was great. It was so great to finally have that. And, you know, when we have dreams or aspirations, it is amazing. It is amazing, is amazing how this universe just, like, kind of pulls stuff together. Um, but... Uh, I appreciate you um, coming here tonight, and I was curious, can you tell us a little bit about your business and exactly what you do for the people in the back who've never heard your spiel? Sure.
2: Um, I started Chaos to Boss back in, during COVID, and I knew that I had, after being an entrepreneur for 25 plus years, I knew there were a lot of things that I could mentor and teach and coach other people and I was in the credit card uh, payments business, which I still am, that's my other business I have. And I saw so many business owners that were really struggling. They were struggling financially, they were struggling with stress, they were struggling with um, work-life balance. And the very reason I became an entrepreneur was because I wanted to be extremely successful and be like a stay-at-home mom at the same time. You don't find that, you know? I didn't want the corporate world. And I was very, um, I was very successful. Um, uh, I was a top director in Mary Kay for 25 plus years. I was in the five, top 5% of the company. And I had that work-life balance. I had that, those values that, that really were important to me. And then I get into more of a corporate scenario in the payments business. And it just broke my heart. I mean, like, I would just sit and cry when I listen and watch some of these business owners. And I just said, I want to be able to bring what I learned in that world and bring it to a more traditional business model. Because if you're going to have the guts and the grit to start your own business, you deserve to have the lifestyle that should go with it. But who taught you how to have um, work-life balance? Who taught you how to organize your schedule? Who taught you how to create systems? Who taught you how to do any of that? And they're not teaching you in high school. They're not teaching you in college. They're, people don't even, you know, I didn't even go to college. You know, I went to business school for a little bit and I could type 95 words a minute. So that's why I went to business school. So, you know, who's who's teaching people that? And And being a business owner is hard enough as it is. And so if there are things that I felt like I could do To give back because I had some amazing mentors and coaches and people who helped me along the way. And if I could help other future business owners, um, that's what I want to do. And I'll be honest. At first, I thought my age was a barrier. And then everybody said, no, we need your wisdom. So now I can say, I'm older and I have wisdom. (laughs) I I love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm still a kid, guys. I'm at the kids table I'll move over here
2: okay <laughs> it's all good no girl um,
1: I love when you said mentor because I feel like there are often times that you feel isolated in any situation and asking for help seems to be a problem so
2: how do people reach you how do people find you they can find me under my name under Facebook they can um, message me through um, my website um, Facebook probably is the best way or LinkedIn or, you know, however we want to, that's probably the best way is just message me through Facebook. Um, one of the things I do is I started something. So I have a, my learning curve was how do I put a coaching program together with 25 years of knowledge of stuff in my head? How do I put that together? And it was a very scary moment that I invested money. I was in a straight commission job. Then COVID happened. So we know what else shut down and I'm selling to businesses who are doing credit card processing. So you know what happened there, right? Yeah. So, I invested some money in a coach, so that was a scary move on my part. Also, hint mm-hmm. on a good move to do when you're a business owner. You have to invest, and you have to invest on in yourself, even when it's scary and you don't know if it's going to happen. But I needed to learn how to do that, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh, so I developed different coaching programs, but one of the things that I noticed, not only as growing my own coaching business, was there were a lot of people in a startup mode and cash flow is tight you know it's one thing to be advanced in your business and grow and scale it when you're making a lot of money but there's another thing where you are in a very tenuous cash flow scenario so i started up something called the business growth academy and it's a weekly call that i do with a group of people one group i've got um, what i'm doing it with has been going on now for a year the other second group is going on for six months i have a feeling that it might be just something that we just start and we just start adding people and they just join as they can. But it's for less than hundred bucks a month. And you can get on a Zoom call once a week. And we ha- and it, it's about, because I wanna be able to help lift and grow. Our, our backbone of our economy, of our country, is small business. And so I wanna be able to help lift those people up and help them grow and, and scale. And when I look at that group where they started a year ago, they were running around with their hair on fire, and I joke because the one of the clients who was hair, I say he was running around with his hair on fire, but he is bald. But, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but you that. get the chaos part. Yeah. Because you have to get the chaos out to get into some routine and systems and structure before you can scale. Yeah. And so now these guys are all scaling, and they're growing their businesses, and they're adding employees, and they're doing lots of things, but we had to get them out of the chaos first. Oh, I love that. So is that where the name come from? Yes, it was. That's where okay. Chaos to Boss came from. Because, um, again, if you talk to most people, whether they're an entrepreneur or not, we're all so busy, and we're all running around like crazy people. And part of it is we're busy, and, and, and you know, I guarantee you, starting next week, the busyness is going to escalate another 50% because of going into Thanksgiving and Christmas. Holidays. But we're busy because we allow ourselves to be busy. We're also busy and crazy because we are in react mode instead of planning and preparation mode. And so a lot of life can be calm and peaceful and joyful. I'm at a point where, and I had to do a lot of with my mindset as well, but I'm in a place now that working with a couple of coaches that I'm more calm and peaceful in my life, but I'm also making more money than I ever have. It wasn't just the systems and the structure and the planning and preparation; it was also the mindset. But when you put those in place, then everything runs and 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 everything just works in a rhythmic way. But if you don't plan and you're always reacting, and you know whether it's meal planning or, you know, there's so many things you can go into. But that's where you have to get that chaos out personally, family-wise, as well as your business, because how you do anything is how you do everything. So it has to be the whole. Pictures. So, I, I'm a business coach, but I become a life coach at times, too, because it's the whole mix.
0: Well, you know, all of us entrepreneurs, like, our minds are like, <laughs> it's like a bouncy ball. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it, it, some days, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty steady and it's going. And then the other days, it's like, oh, gosh, I just hit five walls and I don't know what the heck's going on. Yes. And, sometimes the issues that we come across like we've never come across them before and you're kind of on an island sometimes right 100 percent. so if you don't have somebody to ask these questions to you're sitting there the bouncy ball on the wall you're like okay maybe i try this maybe i try that and every time you fail you know that's that's one one thing you shouldn't do until you find the thing that you should do Mm -hmm. but when you have a mentor or coach it's like they can guide you through that. Um, one of the people that I really enjoy um, listening to and watching, he's a, he's a growth coach, and he always talks about how important it is to, to shift that mindset mm-hmm. because, you know, wealthy people, I don't think they really worry about money. They don't oh. focus on the making money part. They focus on, okay, how do I, what tools, what utilities do I put in place and mm-hmm. really changing how you think In order to get you where you want to go you know
2: it's 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 hard it's hard but it is essential i have what i call four cornerstones that i use in my program to help people get out of the chaos to boss and then scale so think of like the foundation of a house you've got the four cornerstones but you've got to have one cornerstone that is how you square it up right Mm -hmm. well that cornerstone is mindset Cause you can go hustle and grind every day of the week and work your ass off. Pardon me? I can say that, can y- I? Yeah, you
0: can say that. I thought hard. I could.
2: You can go work your freaking <laughs> ass off. You can work you could work so hard. But if your mind is not in a positive expectancy and a not in the right place, or you're so starving and just hoping, please, 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 someone buy this, someone do this, because I need the money, you're sending out such desperate energy, your mindset in such a wrong place. You can do all the right stuff. Otherwise but the mindset's going to sabotage you right there it's something
1: that i believe a lot of people don't get enough credit the energies so it's like if you have that er- that mindset of scarcity that's all you're bringing down to you, you. it's like you're attracting it you're actually feeding it with your thoughts with your actions with the way you act and the chaotic lifestyle that you choose to live yes now when you put systems in place when you ask for help when you're really organized then yes you get things to be like in action Mm -hmm. it's like the small steps of that uh ladder they help you get higher and higher because they are small steps so totally makes sense
0: and I'm like one of those people that you know everybody everybody is looks at me sometimes and they're like, how are you calm? Like, you're like the busiest person in the universe. And I'm like, because I like to be busy. I like to be busy and I like to be okay with that busyness because if I'm not busy, I will literally be staring at a wall. Like, that is what I will be doing. I will not be relaxing. I do mm-hmm. not know how to relax. Relaxing is not enjoyable for me. And I have an okay work-life balance now that I have an office. Um, offices, totally. The mm-hmm. cause of that, I have a great work work life balance because then when I go home, I can just enjoy my family, mm-hmm. and I think one of those things with that like desperate energy, when I was stressed out all the time was when I was not busy. And I was so worried about, okay, where is this next paycheck going to come? Where is this going to come? And when I stopped thinking about that altogether and started just being like, okay, what do I want to do today? What's going to bring me joy? What's going to fill my cup? What's going to make my heart happy? How can I help people? Like, what can I do? What kind of abundance can I bring to my life today that's going to not only fill my cup, but also, you know, make somebody else feel good? And that is when money started to come. Mm -hmm. It isn't until that happened and I had that mindset shift that my life changed. And that desperate feeling of, like, oh, my God, money. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, that's what I grew up in, you know. Mm -hmm. I grew up pretty dang poor. And, you know, we had a family gift every year. Like, I don't want that for my family. And the only way that I can think of doing that is having that abundance mentality and, and accepting, like, all the things that come your way. I've struggled. I'll tell you, I have struggled I am, you know, and there are times where I've struggled financially, but you know what? When I needed money, I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm, it's going to come. Like, it's going to come. Like, my bank account can have negative $68.75, in it, but this money is going to come, and it does. It's when you start to have that scarcity mindset of, like, oh, what am I going to do? This
2: is all gone. That's that's when it never happens, or that's when the... It makes it, so it it takes that negative thing and makes it worse. It's yes. like, oh, well that happened and then that happened and then that happened and then we end up in this, what we, What? I had this first coach call an ice cream on the floor moment where you just come home, you grab the ice cream out of the freezer and you just want to sink into the floor in the kitchen and just eat the ice cream out of the cup because it's such one of those horrible, terrible, bad days. Yeah. Um, but we can allow ourselves, we have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I look at you now compared to couple of years ago mm-hmm. when we first met you have blossomed and you have now become one of the biggest thinkers entrepreneur woman that I know and you blow my socks off with <laughs> how big you <laughs> think oh my gosh and how young she is oh I know that's <laughs> like remember me when you're 40 or something or yeah girl you're I just d- you're doing you, you have made a, a, you've made a dramatic shift but you if anybody's wondering like well how does Miranda do that you just gave them the secret sauce it was your mindset. You got out of desperation mode. And honestly, I was at that point when I got into credit card processing after I'd left Mary Kay, and I was in that mode, and I was doing everything right in an industry I knew, and I was counting the f- pennies on the floorboard of my car for gas. Yeah. I moved into credit card processing, don't know a freaking thing about it, and I started making money. In between then, I had 31 days that I wrote down 25 things I'm grateful for, and I've shifted my energy. Oh, oh, the gratitude, they yeah.
1: that is another big part that accompanies uh energy yes, work. Yes. So, if you are in doubt or like what would be a, the recipe for mm-hmm. success, I have to say those two things are key energy and um mindset, mm-hmm. and then gratitude. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you know, I also have replaced the word I'm sorry with thank you. Mm. Um, You know, we see posts about it, but I'm telling you, when you actually do that, oh my gosh. Like, it is a complete and utter bodily shift. I hate when people say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I literally feel like the only time you should say, I'm sorry, is when you, like, intentionally hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I I put that into practice. Like, even with clients who come in, you know... If some, they're in a situation that you want to say I'm sorry for, like, you know, maybe they can't get the house, right? I'm a real estate agent, mm-hmm. you know? Instead of saying I'm sorry, I'm thankful that you trusted me to try to find you what you wanted. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I just can't. Here are our steps that we have to take to get where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And when you switch that instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get you the house. Which one sounds so much better? And it...
2: And what they take away from it.
0: Yes, because one of them is being grateful for them to even think about you, and the other one is apologizing because you think you've done something wrong.
2: Well, and the way that you say thank you, I'm sorry I can't do it now, but these are the next steps, then you perpetuated a a future sale of a house down the road, where if you said I'm sorry over here, You'll probably, you may never hear from them again because you couldn't get them in the house. And so mentally, they make a shift. Miranda can't help me, so they'll go find somebody else. And not that it's true, but that's how our brains work. Yeah.
0: And just the gratitude. Like, you know, I'm grateful for every single day of my life. You know, I could be dead on drugs or in jail, and I'm in none of those. So, very happy that I'm not a statistic. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. It is, it is amazing to see, like, the communities that I've been able to be a part of or even the tables that you get invited to or that you invite yourself to, you know. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm in places I don't belong, but that's, that's also that mindset, right?
2: That's the best place to be. You should be always being in a place that's scared that you scare yourself and that you make yourself uncomfortable because those people are pulling you and pushing you to get to another level. Mm-hmm. If you're the most successful person in the room, then you need to go find another room.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I I tell a lot of people that like By the way I'm leaving no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I guess we can just be done with the podcast. Um, go but ahead. I tell lots of people like this thing. Like I I fought to be at tables that I I wasn't allowed to be part of them. Sure, <laughs> um, I don't. And know. it's
1: a hard thing to accept. So sometimes when you see yourself where you are in the present moment, you do question, like, "How am I here?" And in a good way, it's like questioning yourself for that success. And it's something that's crazy. A lot of people are afraid to show. And it's not a show-off when you are just proud of where you are. Yep. It's like just even realizing that where you are today were dreams yesterday. It's like that's just Ooh, that's huge.
2: huge. That's huge. Yeah.
0: And uh, I think this is a good time because this is a time. It like, literally fits right with the cards. So uh, Rosa and I really like affirmation cards. Um, so Lynette, you know, I kind of told you a little bit about this before we started. Um and just, like, that positivity, that gratitude, those things. Well, we pulled an affirmation card um, before the um, the show. And, Rosa, I'm going to have you read it. Um, it says, today I feel worthy. Today I will accept all the wonderful
1: things in this life.
0: And when I read that, like, what we were just talking about just hits that nail on the head. You know, I tell people all the time that, like, There's a difference between confidence and cocky. I honestly don't really believe cockiness is a thing, but um, that sounds condescending when you say it. Um, So we can agree to disagree on that one. Um, But having that confidence and accepting your worth is really hard. And it's so important in that entrepreneurial mindset to accept your worth. You see all these people who are starting out and trying to price stuff out or trying to figure out... They're trying to compare to...
1: Somebody, comparison is healthy only if you're using it with the mindset to, to, I don't know, to, to check, to scale. I don't even know how to put it in words. Like, I use comparison in ways, but it's not comparing yourself because you will never find somebody like you or with what you have to offer to others. So, I always feel like it is something that we get from the society that we live in, Mm -hmm. that there is always this competition between businesses and there is always this competition between looks and um, ranks. And I mean, we have just labels for all of the things. And uh, if we step out of society and let that be, Then it's like you just compare yourself with yourself. And yes, there might be other businesses or other um, networks that are for you to study maybe and then have ideas from. But then it's not necessarily that you're trying to be better than. And I feel like that's a big part.
0: Well, everybody can, like, stand in a space, right? You know, all three of us are here in this room. Not one of us is better than the other. We all have different sets of capabilities, different Mm -hmm. strengths, different everything. Like, you can't compare an apple to an orange because they taste different, you know, and they feel different on your tongue. Like, Mm -hmm. as somebody who is autistic, like, yeah, I prefer the orange, okay? Um, And that's just because it's easier for me to eat. Um, than the apple is. The apple's going to break one of my tooth. It's like a fear, right? So you can't compare two different things that are, you can't compare them on the same scale and make them equal. Like it's just, it's just not going to happen. It's like an unbalanced equation that doesn't make sense. Like you just can't do it. And I like, I have the saying where I tell people to come as you are, right? And I truly believe that. Like Come as you are because I can't help you if you're going to try to pretend to be something you're not. I can't help you. I can't, I can't be your friend. I can't if, if you're going to just pretend or be fake. Like, I, I can't do that. I, I, have, I have to be myself and I have to come as I am and I have to accept everybody in front of me as they are with their strengths, their gifts, everything that they have. Because no matter what you believe, you know, I firmly believe that nobody was created wrong.
2: That's so, yes, correct. I agree. So,
0: <clears throat> if you find out what those strengths are, and if you don't know what those strengths are, you know, giddy up. step one. Yep, giddy up, Buttercup. Let's do it. Let's figure out what they are. Like, let's find, find where you shine. Because that's important. Let's get you to sparkle, right? Mm-hmm. And you do a wonderful job of that, Lynette. You've done it for so many
2: people. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank uh, you. You know, I, I think I just, I look at the, the, again, it's going back to the community and the mentorship and the people who poured into me, and it's like it's my responsibility to pour and pass it on. It's—I mean, it's why wouldn't I if I was that blessed? That anything I can do to pass it on and pour into other people and bless them—that—that's—I don't know how that's not my responsibility. I just see that, you know. Um, something that you said though about that sparkle that made me think about it because. The I am worthy, and and that whole affirmation, mm-hmm. even as recently as probably five to seven years ago, I could have not said with authenticity and belief in myself. I am a, my own worst critic. I'm the mo- I'm the hardest on myself. You don't have to give me quotas and crap because I'm harder on me than anybody else is. So just leave me the heck heck alone, yeah, and let me go do my job. So watch is why I'm unemployable, <laughs> right? Um, and I think. That um So I guess one thing I want to say is that keep in motion and keep moving and moving and moving. And you can be successful and, and create your dream and live a lot of your dream, even though you don't believe in yourself. But one of the things that, maybe getting older, I just said, okay, here I am, whatever, if you like me or not. What Was that? Your wisdom. exact. Well, yes. But I think that one of the things that someone said to me to get that, to feel that worthiness was look at the people that are in your closest circle and have them just say, what do you think I'm good at? What do you appreciate about me? Because unfortunately, a lot of us don't give those compliments out to people. And I think if you're getting feedback from other people, and they start saying that it that helps you start then maybe saying those things and being able to start embracing yourself that way, and that starts that process and flipping over the point of I'm not worthy or you don't have the confidence or self-esteem, it starts to shift it over to the other side.
0: That's a good one. I think I would be scared. I think I would be scared to ask my friends this question.
1: See, and I don't think you have to ask. So like when you started talking about how do you know Lynette, I was like, how do I know her? And I I actually don't other than from the same circles. Like, we are in very similar circles. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the uh, few times that we have seen each other in the same um, gatherings, it's because we are celebrating somebody's success that is bringing us to the same table. So it goes back to, like, you are... um, I imagine a garden, right? So like we're all different flowers growing and it doesn't matter, we're getting the same water, the same soil and we are just growing and blooming but everybody's gonna be a little bit different but we are all part of those uh, small little circles and I feel like as we get wiser and older or we are getting starter, we really start choosing to stay there. Or, if not, you're okay being removed from there and then moving on to a new one.
0: That reminds me. So, like, I think I told you the story. Uh, My grandma used to have this saying where you should just be like a rose and just bloom. Mm. And uh, the theory behind that is, like, roses are surrounded by thorns, right? Crappy Mm -hmm. people, horrible Mm -hmm. people, whatever. But they bloom anyway. And you could be standing next to somebody who is gorgeous, right? Blooming so beautifully bright. But... You're also blooming. So just bloom. It's fine. It's totally fine. And you can make the, that other rose look beautiful even more when you stand next to them, right? And I do this thing where I tell people there's a difference between a referral and an advocator. Mm-hmm. So when I give a referral, I don't refer people, I advocate for people. So if I'm in a room and I am at a table and somebody's like, yo, I need this. I'm not going to just give them a name. I'm going to say, hey, you should talk to Lynette, right? Lynette is amazing. This is why Lynette's amazing. Here are the things that I love about her and this is why I think you should choose them. And you should also think about this when you're giving out referrals or when you are talking to people, right? Mm -hmm. Because what does that do? That speaks mountains. And then once you give that referral or once you advocate for that person, once you advocate for that business, it does come back to you, and it comes back to you tenfold, versus just being like, "Oh, here's a name, here's a card." Yeah, you know, so many people come into my office and ask me, "Hey, do you got a guy for that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got a guy. This is the guy, and this is why this is the guy, mm-hmm. or this is the girl." Like, th- this is this is something that I feel like is so important, and that's when you said that, I'm just like, "Oh, this is exactly what that is," and that's one of those things that I try to do, and I don't give a referral unless I can advocate for the person. If I can't advocate for the person, I'm not going to give a referral. Mm -hmm. And I've held myself to that these past two years. And I think that that has done wonders for not only my mindset, my mentality, but the people that I surround myself with. Because before, I would just, you know, I'd be like, oh, I think this person does that. Well, that's not being that great of an advocate, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not doing my due diligence to make sure they're actually good at what they're doing. So I don't give out a name unless I can advocate for them. And I'm going to continue, you know, blooming and being my beautiful little rose that I am. Um, unfortunately, my name isn't Rosa or Rose. But, uh, <laughs> but you have a Rosalind
1: and you have a Rory.
0: <laughs> so if we
2: think so about my it. <laughs> Is that too funny?
0: Um, but that's just one of those things that when it comes to worthiness, you know, and you, surround yourself with those people that you can feel confident Mm -hmm. advocating for and being like, yo, this person is the best, and this is why. Be confident with them advocating for you. Because I think when you do that in return as well, they will do it back. And that's how you grow. And growth is one of the most important things. Like we're talking about a garden here, right? So growing is like literally the most important thing that you can do for yourself.
2: Can I add one of my mantras in there? Absolutely. Because I think, again, when we think about business, we think about product, we think about money, we think about profit and loss, we think all about that in terms of growth. And I've noticed personally, and you guys can give me some feedback here and see if you've experienced the same thing. I've noticed if I feel like my business is a little bit of a, just kind of a plateau, when I dig in and work on Lynette... When I do my own personal growth and do personal development, then the business grows. And it's always parallel that way. And I always will say that personal growth will precede it. So if your business is at a plateau and it's stuck, look inside you. Because that's where when you change you, then the business is going to grow. I'm going to take it one
1: step back. Like uh, if you have a dream or if you have this one idea that you're thinking it's crazy, it's out there. How is it gonna even be possible? Just thinking that it it is possible and um, pouring on yourself, whether it's self-care, whether it's um, taking a class or doing the thing that will get you to that next step is really key. Because just like Lynette said, it's like you need to also believe in yourself, in that worth, and sometimes it takes, you know, reassessing what's been going on. What what are you surrounding yourself with? Um, What's draining your energy? Uh, What are some of the things? So, like, for me to even believe that I could be a business owner just coming out of cancer, like, or the crazy year that I went through, um, personally, it was not even an option. So when I approached Miranda into this idea this dream and we started making it possible with the plans we were really combining energies and um, really putting this into motion like this into a plan and setting up everything with the intention of like it is possible it is possible and we're here we're sitting here today
0: And if we're going to continue to be cheesy and do mantras, I got a really good one, too. So you can literally build a bridge to anywhere if you have the right toolbox. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell my clients this all the time because, again, like what I do, I I help people who pretty much have no hope, okay? And um, especially in the real estate realm, like those are my favorite clients because I just show them these tools, right? Here's this toolbox. Here's how to use them. And the ones that want to, they can. And the ones that don't. But they have to see that design. They have to see where that bridge is going. They have to see that light at the end of the tunnel. And if you can't see that, then that's a completely different mindset shift. But you literally can do anything if you have the right toolbox. Um, I had a friend that was like, well, I can't be an astronaut. He's like 36, okay? And I said, well, yeah, you can. You just got to start training tomorrow. I'm like... And he's like, he's like, did you do the math? I'm like, yep, I googled it. I'm like, I, you can have the right tools to do that if you really want to be an astronaut. Here, buddy, here are the steps. You These know, are the steps you need to take. Yes. Don't, I'm like, don't challenge me. He's like, I'm done. He's like, I'll never, I will never question you again. And it's, it's the truth. If you have the right toolbox, you can build a bridge anywhere. If you surround yourself with the correct people, you can do anything. Can't doesn't work.
2: There's an operative word there, two words you said there. Surround yourself with the right people. Because when you have a big dream and you're thinking big like that, I think back to when I said yes to Mary Kay, you know, uh, decades ago. Everyone thought I was crazy. Everyone thought I'd lost my mind. What do you want to do that for? What if I had listened to them? You know, then a year, year and a half later, I went my first car. I'm doing all this and that. And they're like, oh, we're so proud of you. We knew you could do it. Yeah, right. You know. Because what happens is when people are what I call icking on your wow and downplaying your dream, it's because they're doing that from their space of confidence or vision of what they want with their life. They don't have the vision you have. So it is about surrounding yourself with the people who are going to encourage you and lift you up and, and the, be the balcony people in your life, not the basement people who are going to pull you down. That reminds me. I
1: saw this meme that everybody will have an excuse when they need to pick up a tool like a hammer to come help you. But the moment you're celebrating the success, there will be the first ones mm-hmm. knocking on the door. Yeah. And it is. it is. It's true to our reality. And in a way, it's sad. But you also get to learn a lot about people when you are in the hardest times. And that's when you really decide, like, would I trust this person then with this hammer (laughs) when the times are not that, you know, favorable? Well,
0: and like, you know, just to do like a full circle moment, because I know we're coming up on time, but like, you know, us, right? Like, you didn't really want to reach out to the people closest to you, and I understand why, but like you reached out to somebody that you knew that was going to be there through the shit, you know, or like you felt that they were going to be there through the shit and it's hard, it is, being an entrepreneur is so hard, and there are, you know, especially in partnerships, right, there are downfalls, there are people who won't believe in you or say that you can't or say that you won't, or the, the outside people who talk, you know, that pull that energy in the wrong direction, and literally, if you get one thing from this whole entire, like, discussion, like, you have that power to just be like, nah, I got this, dude watch me, you know, hold my beer, What however many times that you can say that saying, you have the power to do that, and I told somebody um, earlier this week, I said, I feel like I'm, like, shedding skin, like, mm-hmm. I'm literally shedding people as I'm doing things, and sometimes it really hurts, but then I, like, think about this, I'm like, well, if they really wanted to be there, they would have, and we've been throwing cliches out left and right but you know if they wanted to they would and if they don't like seriously let them go it's okay it's gonna hurt it's gonna sting a little bit but at the end of the day whether it's business personal relationships seriously if people want to be there they will and if they're not there when you need them the most do you really want them there when you are thriving probably not so it's okay to shed that skin And I have friends, I have people, I have colleagues in my life that, you know, maybe we don't talk every day, but I know that if shit hits the fan, they're going to be the first person lined up with whatever baseball bat, pitchfork, whatever needs to happen, I know I'm going pretty dark with that, but um, whatever needs (laughs) to happen to get it taken care of. Like, I know that through thick and thin that they're going to be there. And we may not talk every day. We may not be, you know... On like everyday speaking terms or everyday texting but I know that they would be there like Lynette you're one of those people like when I need advice I know I can call you and I know that you will answer or have kind of that you know wisdom that I don't have because I'm 28 young dumb and stupid Mm. so I know (laughs) I would just say young
2: I would would take out the dumb and stupid part
0: (laughs) I still make decisions that are questionable
2: (laughs) But how, that's how you. Well, you that's how, how you learn. You think, <laughs> you think I didn't make stupid questions? You know, just just a re questionable block, and I was 28. We, we were yeah, 28 that's you, once. That's <laughs> how you grow the gray hair and the wisdom, girl. That's how you get the wisdom, is you do those. Because you don't learn things by making doing everything right. No.
0: That, what, is, what is that saying? Like, and you do grow
1: from it. Just grow from the experience. Let it be.
0: Let it be. Oh, jump So beautiful. Um, but. You know, we're up on our time again. Lynette, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I, I felt like we had good conversations, so I'm happy and proud of this. Mm. Is there any, like, last thoughts or a piece of advice? If there's, like, one thing you wanted people to get out of this, what, what would it be?
2: Oh, man, we've said so many things that I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning thinking about that, you know, I just wanted to have people to feel. I think that maybe the last thing that we haven't said is, in all the things that we're doing and entrepreneur, you know, and all the obstacles, challenges of entrepreneurship, it's really about being self-led and leading yourself because we we are the leaders. We 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 have a lot of people who are managers. We've just you know, b- b- we've been in a world where just constantly being told what to do. So live with intention. Live, live with intention, think about where you're going, where you want to be, how do you want your kids to grow up, and be self-led and intentional about where it is. We spend more time planning our vacations than we plan our life. That was beautiful.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show. Mm. Rosa, do you have anything else to say?
1: No. Okay. Just remember, you're worthy. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> that is the
0: affirmation today. You are worthy.
2: This was an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank Thank you. you.